Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks on this 248th podcast. And with me, as always, is my friend and co-host, Stephanie Wesco. Now, Stephanie, what's going on with you today? Good morning, Doug. Well, um, I'm doing pretty well. Um, very thankful we had very good church services um, the end of this last or beginning of this week. And um, just rejoicing in truth that the Lord's teaching me. And I'm enjoying going through the Psalms. It's, it's yeah. honestly like being fed. Um, I that's agree. A huge, huge I, encouragement. I find myself wanting to read more Psalms. You know, I'll do my Bible reading, then go read another Psalm and say, well, we're on, you know, Psalm 52 today. Well, let's get ahead for tomorrow and read 53 and 54. And, and, uh, oh, how God is doing that. We just came off of David after dealing with the, uh, the Hittite there and, uh, Uriah, the Hittite and, and poor old, uh, uh, Beersheba and how she was sucked in. I guess you, you're not really sucked in when you're standing naked in front of a window. But here we are. Sin is like that. It's got to be cleansed. It's like dirt on your body. You got to get rid of it. God's the only one that can cleanse the sin. God's the only one that can take that stuff away. And he turned David completely around. And as we told you folks yesterday, he can turn you completely around. Go to God for your cleansing. He'll take care of you. He'll work it out. And, uh, so then, Stephanie, now there's eight kids. Is there anything weird going on right now with any of the kids? Doug, considering I'm weird, I probably am not a very good frame of reference for if my kids are doing anything weird. That's true. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I think I think they're all doing well. Um, you know, got different ones. Joe's, you'd be you'd be proud of him. He's learning new chords in the guitar. He was practicing this morning. Is making me very happy. Yeah. Um, so you know, each one has their own little niche that they enjoy in life, and um, I'm I'm very thankful for them. Yeah, me too. Me too. They're great kids, and you have a great family. And then, of course, Thor. You know, the anointed dog. Um, the nice child. Yeah. Yeah. The the one without wife. Uh, oh my word so thor still comes into the house at night to relax uh, if mom said if mom makes it happen um charles thinks he needs to be tough so i think last night he did not come inside because charles thought he was fine so um you know there's sort of a difference of opinion on that whole subject but um yeah he's doing well he's such a he's such a you know i go outside to do anything and he's craving being petted and rubbed and told what a wonderful dog he is and he eats it up like it's candy yeah yeah well good for thor so anyway here we are and i think thor should come inside with the family at night and he does most of the time stephanie goes and gets him 
But I got to tell you, he's a little bit problematic for Stephanie sometimes trying to get him into that cage after the kids go to bed. Thor is getting big. He's going to outgrow that cage. He's huge. He's going to, you know, you're going to have to have, you're going to have to. We bought the biggest one we could. I know. I know. It's crazy. But anyway, so David gets, uh, gets to the place where he's cleansed and now he's angry. There's some stuff going on. We'll see it here in Psalm 52 and. Uh, Miss Stephanie's going to go ahead and read that for us now. Psalm number 52. Well, it's interesting. Um, this psalm, Doug, I'm reading here at the beginning of it. It says that this psalm was written when Doeg the Edomite came and told Saul and said unto him, David has come to the house of Ahimelech. And um, so the preface of this is, you know, David's pretty much confronting the tongue of Doeg, I believe here, um, the tongue of a traitor. Yeah, the tongue of a man who um, was was a tool of Satan, you know, to to steal, kill, and destroy. So I think that's the preface coming into this. Why boastest thou thyself in mischief, Almighty Man? The goodness of God endureth continually. Thy tongue deviseth mischiefs like a sharp razor, working deceitfully. Thou lovest evil more than good, and lying rather than to speak righteousness. Thou lovest all devouring words, O thou deceitful tongue. God shall likewise destroy thee forever. He shall take thee away and pluck thee out of thy dwelling place and root thee out of the land of the living, Selah. The righteous also shall see and fear and shall laugh at him. Lo, this is the man that made not God his trust, but trusted in the abundance of his riches and strengthened himself in his wickedness. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I, I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. I will praise thee forever because thou hast done it. And I will wait on thy name for it is good before thy saints. Wow. And uh, I'll wait on thy name. I'll wait on thy name. And boy, that's a lesson for all of us, isn't it? You know, as you were coming out of 52 and speaking about old Doag here, I, those first four verses to me, I mean, they, they turn on a light. They, it's something that we all go through. He's saying, why boastest thou thyself in mischief, O mighty man? Uh, thy tongue deviseth mischiefs. And he's going on to say, this guy's talking about me. He's setting me up. He's, he was that way with Saul and he's coming in. He's coming after me and thou lovest evil more than good. And we all know people like that, don't we? And, and in that verse, it says, in lion, rather than to speak righteousness, Selah, and thou lovest all devouring words, O thou deceitful tongue. And I mean, he's going on and on, and he, he's talking about the thing that this guy does. He's lying about him. He's boasting about him. And and friends, I propose uh, that everybody listening to me right now has somebody that's lying about them, mm. has somebody about, boasting about them, has somebody who's going through these things. I don't think I go through a week without hearing somebody who's lying about me. And, and I don't say that I'm not looking for any type of uh, consolation from anybody or, or anything like that. I, I'm just saying I know that we're all dealing with this. I know that this is a real thing. You know, even among families, people talk behind other family members' backs. People do things. It's, this is a hard thing to live with, but God's word is as relevant today as the day he inspired David to write this. And, uh, 
it's so relevant. So you get those first, first four verses. And I, I mean, when was the last time, Stephanie, you don't have to give us any examples, but when was the last time you heard somebody saying something about you? Oh, uh, let's, try, let's try the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a regular thing. I, mine was last night, you know? So, uh, I mean, this is, this is life folks. There are people I try out not there to that... look for it because yeah, it happened. I find out without even looking for it. So I try to just, you know, yeah. What do you do? I mean, what do you do? I mean, it, it's, it's coming. Uh, and, and what is it that we do? I mean, how do we stop people from talking beyond our back? We go to God, you know, you can't kill people. If you could, there'd probably be nobody left on earth. Well, a couple of us, probably podcast listeners, because we're all good people that wouldn't talk about people and stuff of that nature. And, uh, but I mean, now what did you do when you heard these things? I mean, what do you do, Stephanie? I mean, someone's bad mouthing you. There's bad juju going on. You know, it's not true. What do you do? Well, I think um, I think it's important to realize that when we're dealing with someone who is stabbing us in the back with their tongue, yeah, to, to remind ourselves, I think of, I go to Ephesians six, and this is honestly where the Lord has brought me even heavily through what I've just been through, um, you know last week of last year going into the first I guess it was first week of the year that God revealed God revealed some things that were going on that that broke me honestly it was a breaking process um being betrayed breaks you it does yeah and the Lord took me back to um this the fact of Ephesians 6 that I'm not wrestling against flesh and blood I'm not wrestling. I'm not wrestling against the people. Ultimately, we're wrestling against principalities and powers. We're wrestling against Satan and his minions as they see, you know, Satan seeks to gain strongholds in my heart and life. Because his ultimate, you know, if he has people deceived into believing stuff about us, really, does it hurt? Yes. But that those lies only have control over me if I let them. They, those lies are lies. They have no power. And it doesn't matter if people think I'm a fraud. It doesn't mean if they view me as a liar. What what matters is if God, what God knows about me. Yeah. And if before God, God knows I'm telling the truth or God knows that I truly am seeking to love him and serve him, that's all that matters. Those lies hold no power over me because they are lies. They're counterfeits. And... David, what David talks about here is, is this Doeg viewed himself, Saul viewed them, they, both these men viewed themselves as mighty men yeah. in human terms. They viewed themselves as having the upper hand and to contrast their, their self-proclaimed power, David says the goodness of God endureth continually. And to have that focus of coming back to all things to me, I see Romans eight twenty eight at the end of verse one. All things work together for good to those they that do. love God and yeah. to those that are called according to His purpose. And you know, as David talks about the tongue there in verses um, two through five, I thought of James three, Doug, where James hammers the power of the tongue, yeah. and um, the power of life and death is truly in the tongue. Um, I made a comment to my parents, um, both of them, um, in the midst of things that God revealed um, 
the first week of this year, I made the comment to them, going through this is harder than going through Charles' death. Mm. And it is so true that power of life and death is in the tongue. Yeah. And our words are either tearing up or building down, period. There is no in-between. And the power that God has given us to use, we either use it the way God has intended or we let Satan come in and have a stronghold in our mouth and use our tongue for death, use our tongue to spread. You know, God lists sowing discord among the brethren as something he hates. It's one of the things that's an abomination to him. And if our tongue is being used for that, we're using our tongue for death. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, um, so that's what I see here is, is just James 3 in the Psalms, <laughs> um, where James hammers the power of the tongue. Um, he's He talks about it being an unruly evil full of deadly poison, and that's what Doeg used his tongue for. Yeah, and, and I think... I think it's important that we point out a couple things that this is one of eight Psalms that is Saul pursuing David. So this is one of those Saul Psalms and bad things are going on and there's bad juju. And Stephanie's right. There's certain things we have no dominion. We can go to people. And in Stephanie's case, she has in the past, which is, you know, Matthew 18. If people are going to keep on spreading juju about you and stuff, you can't kill them. Uh, you can't, all you can do is uh, express, Hey, you're doing the wrong thing in God's eyes. No, we're not. You know, this is true and you're wrong. And this is what I hear. I'm talking about Doug here. And, uh, so anyway, but then we get to this part in five through seven and I, I kind of like it where the saints are laughing and it says, God shall likewise destroy thee forever. He shall take thee away and pluck thee out of thy dwelling place and root thee out of the land of the living, Selah. Again, talking about Saul. God's getting rid of him. The righteous also shall see in fear and shall laugh at him. Lo, this is the man that made not God his strength, but trusted in the abundance of his riches and strengthened himself in his wickedness. So he's saying, God's got this. God's yeah. going to make it better. This is going to be all right. I mean, that's what's going on right there is, hey, God's got this. And uh, and I think in our lives and, and some of the things that we suffer from and some of the things that we're going through, we got to stop and say, hey, God's going to take these folks away. You know, God's going to shut this down. This is going to, everything's going to be all right. And uh, I think, brethren, as we deal with the things we deal with, you're always going to have those people talking behind your back. The devil devises that. Yep. That's a that's that's a plan in the devil's world. Remember, the devil wants to distort your view of God yep. because of the view of human beings that stink, because of people that are no good, because of people that cannot follow God's rules, because of people that sell out family members and friends and brothers. And some of these people are at churches and, and, and things of that nature. And, you know, all you can say is, hey, God, take care of this. I've done the Matthew 18 thing. Uh, I've been there. I know they're talking about me. I know they're coming after me. But God, I'm going to trust you. And, and I think that's what we're seeing here in Psalm 52 is uh, we're getting to the place where uh, they're laughing. They're laughing with, and saying, hey, God's going to get rid of this guy, Saul. And God's going to get rid of the Saul you have in your life. Uh, God's going to take care of them. 
And uh, I, I think that's what we see there. But I think here's the cool thing. Verses 8 and 9, I'd like to talk a little bit about with Stephanie and with you folks listening. I think there's some important information here that's kind of cool. It says, but I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. That kind of separates the boys from the men and the girls from the ladies. Uh, from the ladies. That kind of separates things. You know, I'm going to trust in God. I'm stuck with this. I'm stuck with these people. Some people you can't get rid of because they turn out to be family members and things of that nature, and or they, they work with you and stuff. But you got to trust God. you got to get over that hump somehow so that you can work effectively, smile, be confident. Look at verse number nine, Stephanie. I will praise thee forever because thou hast done it, and I will wait on thy name for it is good before thy saints. So as we're looking at this, Stephanie, you know, all this is coming up. This guy's coming up. Saul's got this guy out there named Doag, and uh, he's using him to go after David, say things about him, do things about him. And all of a sudden, we reach a point where David says, man, God's going to take you. He's going to knock you out. You're out of this game. You mean nothing. And, uh, and, and David says, and the saints are, you know, they're, they're laughing. They're saying he's right. You know, Saul's gone, this guy's gone, and there's going to be that day in your life. But, I mean, you get to the point then at the end, Stephanie, where it's all about trusting God, relying on God, and doing this thing with God. Is is that the only place we're going to find relief from these knuckleheads? Yeah, there's, um, there's an incredible peace that God gives. And, um, you know, I was t- actually telling my dad after his message on Sunday um, on tearing down strongholds and the process, what God, you know, what God's given us as a strategy for doing that. Um, I told dad, I said, the Lord, the Lord is so faithful through his word to give, to give me peace. You know, it's, um, it's a hard thing to be in a place where you can't defend yourself. Yeah where um, people don't want to know the truth. They want to believe the lie and they want to, you know, it's whether they realize it or not, they want to hurt you. They they become so deceived that their entire up and down are backwards. Yeah. And um, to come to that point of, you know, there's times so many times I go before the Lord and like, God, I wish I had someone that would stick up for me. I wish there was someone yeah. to tell these people to stop. And then God says, well, you have me. And, you know, that's, it's a, it's a weird place. I think as a widow, as you know, when you're a mom with a bunch of kids and you know, you're those kids provider, their protector, you're all those, you have to be all those things. And then you get slammed from people who don't really want to know the truth about you. And you have to go, God, what, what are you doing here? And to come back around to God saying, where's your identity lie? Where's your fulfillment lie? Does it lie in what those people say about you? Or does it lie in who you are before me? And if it is who before who you are before me, then give this to me. Cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. And, you know, having lying tongues bash you becomes a burden. It becomes a heavy weight. And bringing that to the Lord and casting it on him as David did and saying, Lord, I'm going to trust in your mercy. I'm going to just stay faithful to you. And then David says, I will praise thee forever because thou hast done it. By faith, David knows 
God's going to take care of this. God is the righteous judge. And get our focus back on what God has for us to do. Don't let Satan sidetrack you from doing what he ha- what God has for you to do because that's Satan's ultimate goal is to he already has the people that are lying about, you know, about those serving the Lord. He already has them in the snare of his hand. It's us he's after to destroy. And where we don't we we choose to trust God. Our feelings may be screaming out for revenge. Our feelings may be screaming out to vindicate ourselves. God says, no, let me vindicate you. Let me take care of that. And that's one thing I always have to smile about when I think of Charles was how much God vindicated him. Yeah, in death. In his death, in his martyrdom. That was how God vindicated Charles in so many realms. And I have to smile when I think about that. And um, how God showed himself faithful. And he will do that in life. Whenever God chooses, he will vindicate us. And our only job is to place our hope and our trust in the mercy of God. And to praise him and to wait on him. Praise him, praise him. A song you just did. Jesus, our blessed redeemer. So friends, I guess if you're sitting there today. And you're dealing with your own doag. And people are. And, And you know, some of the folks listening to this podcast, Stephanie, are are people like you who are without a spouse and some are in the foreign mission field and some are, you know, they're feeling all alone. And, and it seems like the devil attacks them just as much as he attacks the the married dude with the big family and, and, and all those things. And we just want to say this to you. Listen, we love you wherever you guys are at. We'd love to work with you. If you ever want to talk to somebody, call us, check in. Uh, I remember, I think it was Psalm, it was December 28th. I think it was back in Psalm 30 or something, 32 maybe, where we were talking about God contending for us, God fighting for us, God out there. He's still there. He's still contending for you. He's still fighting for you. He's still carrying on a battle. He's he's still at the right hand of the Father interceding for you. I, I don't know about you, but that's a big deal. So when I'm going through days where people are talking about me and they're bad-mouthing me and they're they're putting me in the wrong place. I just need to stop and realize that right now, uh, my heavenly Savior is on the throne at the right hand of the Father, and he's interceding on my behalf. Right now, he's there for me. He died for my sins. He, he He's everything to me. He's my first and foremost. He's the top of my book when I dedicated it. First and foremost, God right up top, no questions asked. And I think we need to remember that. And, and you know, Stephanie, I know you. Got, this is one of those times I'm going to overrule your song because I firmly believe we need Fear Not My Child here. And I think I'm going to play the studio version, record it right on the instrument here because I think sometimes... Because I think sometimes these knuckleheads come along and want to ruin our lives and uh, they cause us fear. They call us intrepidation. And, 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 and you know, but we, we got to understand that we're coming back to the God who's at the right hand of the Father right now, interceding on our behalf. And this is just a, not even one piece of sand of our entire eternities right now. So hang in there, brethren. Don't let them get to you. Don't let them bring you down. Most of them are knuckleheads. They're no good. Most of them are kind of ugly, too. You ever notice that people talk about you are ugly people? You know, they're not good-looking people. The people who talk about me are ugly people. They're not great-looking people. They're just like dweebs, you know? So have that on your side, brethren. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you're good-looking folks. But anyway, <laughs> it's always it's always the knuckleheads. You know why? They have no beauty from the inside. 
So they're just not pretty people. And, uh, you know, and, and that's all I want to say. And that is, listen, there's a practical side to this. God is interceding on your behalf. He loves you so much. And trust this. Trust God fully and completely. And he'll take care of that. And he'll take care of the knuckleheads. You got to do the Matthew 18 thing up front. If it doesn't work, well, you got to realize you're dealing with an infidel probably. But uh, that's all right. Just move out. But we love you folks. Listen to everything Eric's going to say. But first, here's our song, Fear Not My Child. Thank you, folks. Listen to every word Eric has to say this morning. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.